0: Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today we're actually going to talk about replacing your pharmaceutical medicine cabinet with homeopathic remedies. Huh? <laughs> kind of fun, huh? Well, I know you've all heard me tell the story of a young lady who had a little boy who had recurring fevers, and she called me one day, and her mom had actually asked me to talk to her anyway she called me and she was telling me about her little boy literally every six weeks he would run a really high fever and being as though she was a RN nurse she was trained in using pharmaceutical drugs so to speak she would give him Tylenol and then she'd go through the whole gamut of whatever symptoms were she would chase him with you know whatever she deemed most helpful at the time when in all reality what was really going on is that she was really suppressing this fever so of course his vitality his body was healthy enough that approximately every six weeks he would his body would bring back the fever to try and get rid of it naturally and what was her his mother doing because she didn't know any other way of treating her son she would put him give him Tylenol put him on antibiotics suppress the fever yet again this was going on month after month so finally she calls me and I said sweetie I says I know your mom told me about this and she said you might be calling and I would love to help you but you have to do what I ask and that is you have to go to your medicine cabinet and literally take out every single pharmaceutical that you have get rid of all the Tylenol, the Benadryl, all the antibiotics, everything you have and chuck it. So she said but I would be so scared and I says the drugstore is just down the road But in the middle of the night, you're less likely to run to the drugstore, and you're more likely to do what I ask to help your son get through this fever naturally next time it hits so that he can get over it once and for all. So she promised that she would do as I asked. And sure enough, the next time the fever hit, she had no pharmaceuticals to rely on. So she started giving the belladonna for fever. She gave aconite belladonna, and she used the pickle socks, to help his body throw off the fever naturally. She let the fever run its course but the excess heat also is not good so what we do is we put I say pickle socks. This is a recipe from my, my homeopath, my friend, who helped me through a really high fever with my son once upon a time. And You take those white cotton socks and you soak them in pickle juice. I say preferably kosher because there's garlic in it and we all know garlic to be so medicinal soak those white cotton socks and pickle juice wring them out just until they're not really drippy but still very very wet put them on the f- child's feet or I, some adults might get a really high fever yet put them on the feet and then put real wool socks over the top of these white cotton socks that will wick and pull the heat right out through the bottom of the feet and the feet we know are super porous and it's the best place to try and detox any sort of fever or chemicals, anything in the body, it's a safe place to pull them out from, because it's not going to pull toxins or fever back through any organs. You see what I'm saying? So it's a very safe place to try and pull that heat from. Anyway, so this mom did these things, and she sat up with her son through the night, and it was very scary for her, because she had been trained otherwise. By early morning, the child's fever broke, and the mom called in elation to her mother to tell her what had happened, and that child never got his fever back again because that mother let the child finally run his fever the way his body was trying desperately to get over this virus or whatever was going on within this child's body no one knows because it had been going on for so long that the mom just really couldn't even think of a trigger point or where it started or how it started but she let him run the fever and he never got that fever again not to say he doesn't get sick anymore you know because healthy immune system isn't always running on hyperdrive. A healthy immune system just basically soars, you know, travels down the road. If it sees a threat, it'll steep up to fight that threat, maybe run a fever, have a cold for a few days or something like that, and then it will go back down to a normal level. If at any time the body's health plummets, like it's not getting proper nutrition or proper rest, then that immune system can drop below where it's supposed to be, and then it has the chance of becoming sick when that happens we work really hard give that body some rest let it recuperate give it good herbs good nutrition and then it will go back to a level where it's healthy again but so many moms they hear all my stories and apparently they report back that okay Sue says all these things and she makes it sound so easy but where do we start and I can honestly tell you the best place to start is with the Remedy Belladonna Because if you have children, you're going to need Belladonna eventually. Belladonna is the great viral interrupter. Now, there are numerous homeopathic remedies, and I'm just going to tell you my favorite 15 to get started with. These are remedies that you can put in your medicine cabinet. You can take out all your other stuff, and you can put these in your medicine cabinet. And this is a good place to get started. Okay, because you're pretty much going to be able to take care of any sort of stomach flu or headache or... Bump or bruise that comes along. That's not a major deal. Okay, anything that becomes major that you can't deal with Handle with these remedies then you can always call a homeopath or call your neighbor who knows a little bit about homeopathy and natural remedies But I always say that everybody should have charcoal in their medicine cabinet because charcoal will pull poisons Real organic poisons right out of the body because remember the old um, Call the poison control type thing Um, They're either going to tell you to make the child throw up or they're going to tell you to give him milk and just let it go through because it's too dangerous to bring it back up again so <laughs> with our Senate with charcoal it's activated charcoal the child or anyone swallows it and if your child is too small to swallow pills literally I have been known to just shove them down the throat okay one pill down the throat and it's gonna pull toxins out of the body like nobody's business and then you also would give arsenicum for to- for poisoning or toxins as well but the point is is with these these few remedies that I'm gonna tell you about today you can really get a good start on becoming the reliable person in the neighborhood that people can call and say hey what do I give my kid or what do I give my dog or what do I give my husband or what do I give my wife because you really only need a handful of remedies in order to be able to take care of just daily bumps and bruises and illnesses okay so let's get started the first remedy like I just talked about was arsenicum because arsenicum covers that poisoning if there happens to be a poison, and I'm saying if the person thinks they've been poisoned or if they really have been poisoned, if the child eats mushrooms or he has diarrhea or he starts vomiting or he complains of his throat burning or whatever because he thinks he doesn't know what he was exposed to, always give arsenicum for the threat of or feels he has been poisoned and that remedy is amazing and like I said I always like to give charcoal because not arsenicum triggers the body to get rid of the poisons but our, the charcoal also helps give those poisons a place to go safely. And then the body will pull them through naturally without harm. And so, and arsenicum also, a lot of times you'll have little kids who get so upset that they can't breathe, okay? Because people will say, oh, I had asthma as a child, but I outgrew it. The funny thing about asthma is it's usually, well, either they've been exposed to a a toxin that's causing them to have (laughs) shortness of breath, or they've Encountered something that was extremely emotional for them that literally takes their breath away. So, arsenicum again is the first remedy I reach for if someone's having trouble breathing. Even if it's asthmatic, wheezing, anything, <gasps> that type of thing, give that arsenicum. Most of the time, it's going to take care of that acute issue. So, arsenicum is a very important remedy to have in your medicine cabinet or in your little pouch that you carry in your purse. And of course, Arnica. Arnica is extremely important because Arnica is the number one remedy you always give for trauma. Any bruising, trauma, injury, concussion or threat of concussion, sore muscles, achy back because you've been lifting too much. Arnica is the remedy you use for every situation of physical trauma, shock, and especially when the the patient says he's fine. You go ahead and give that remedy because Arnica will literally save lives. Especially head injuries. I talk about head injuries all the time on our podcasts and one of these days I'm actually going to go ahead and do a podcast solely on head injuries to explain it more fully for people who don't understand that type of situation But it saves lives because it triggers the body start healing itself it reduces that inflammation so that the the cells of the body don't continue to combust and the person will heal 70% quicker when they're taking arnica versus not taking arnica so Arnica is the remedy that you always have on hand for, like I said, bumps, bruises, trauma. Too much, the playing too hard, the muscles get sore. Working too hard, the muscles get sore. Just give Arnica. It's an amazing remedy that's going to help with all of the sort of bruising and trauma. And Apis, Apis is the number two remedy for anaphylactic shock. It usually takes care of the problem, especially when it's given in a 200C. But apis is bee venom. And so, you know when you get stung by a bee and it, your your skin kind of swells up and gets kind of a glossy red look? And if you're kind of a, having kind of a an, a reaction to it, some people actually have full-blown allergic reactions, but most people just have just a reaction. And so the body can get control of the situation and then it brings the swelling back down again. But you can actually have, I know my brother, he was whole arm swelled up one time and just hung like a bag between his elbow and his wrist. And that type of watery swelling, any time you see that, and even for older people who have edema, if it's that watery, puffy look that when you touch the skin, it's really, really tight and glossy, apis is the remedy to think of. And so, and it doesn't matter if it's the inside of the body or the outside of the body, because even the throat can get that red, glossy look. You know, if they have a sore throat and you look down there and it's like this super glossy, swollen red, You're going to be surprised how quickly Apis will help that situation. So the more you get to understand these remedies, you're going to feel so much confidence in giving them. I know I was given um, arsenicum for sore throat not too long ago to one of my kids because they kept saying, oh, it burns, it burns. And so arsenicum is always the first remedy I think of in our family for burning. But then it dawned on me this arsenicum wasn't working. So I gave the Apis, quickly took care of the problem. Like I said, it's not the first remedy I reached for in our family, but it did the trick just perfectly. So you have to, th- you know, don't get so tunnel vision that you can't think, oh, you know, there's several remedies that have a burning sensation, and you will learn those sensations as the more you use the remedies. And in Homeopathy for Mommy's book, we we talk about the sensations of different remedies. But like I said, apis, yes, you get stung by a bee, that's going to burn, right? Yes, and if you get poisoned... In other words um, you encounter some sort of acid or something like that you take in poisons your throat's gonna burn because it it's it's burning the mucous membranes so arsenicum has that burning sensation as well and so I don't want to confuse you all or anything like that but arsenicum is a mineral remedy where apis is a animal remedy so you have different mentals with that and like I said is the further we go the more we're gonna you're gonna understand all those things I'm teaching that class in the evenings that help people understand the different kingdoms but for your medicine cabinet learning here all you need to know is what the symptoms are treat those symptoms And so with apis again watery swelling so then we have aconite and aconite is very often given just ahead of belladonna because aconite is the remedy for fright fright or shock exposure those types of different things and very often a child will be out playing and he gets chilled or he's been out in the wind too long and so when he comes in if you give him aconite because he has been out in the wind and cold he's not gonna get that flu that he's subject to right now because his body has just been fighting a little bit of something more than he should have been but if you're pretty sure the aconite's not going to cut it then give the belladonna as well that way his body gets the full message yes I've been exposed yes I'm in a weakened condition but I'm gonna go ahead and fight this virus and I'm not gonna get sick if a parent can think of that when his child has just been under a little too much exposure, like I said outside, even in school, they're exposed to long hours or maybe even bullies at school. They've been a little bit frightened by the bullies. Give a dose of aconite. It's kind of funny because we don't think of aconite often enough in this world. So often people will be telling me a story and I just don't hear the fact that they were really afraid when this when they got this illness or they got this situation whatever they've come to me for I'm just not hearing them and when I take a step back I realize oh my goodness this started when they were really afraid so give a dose of aconite you'd be surprised how quickly the world will turn around so don't hesitate to give aconite whenever there's the possibility of fright and even if they deny it just go ahead and give the remedy because it's not going to hurt anything if you think they possibly could have been afraid Maybe they're too big for the britches to admit they've been afraid. Maybe they don't even realize that it was fright that caused this in the first place. So just go ahead and give that aconite to help them get over that. And like I said, aconite with belladonna. Belladonna is the remedy we started talking about when we started here today. Belladonna is always, when someone needs that belladonna, it's like their little cheeks will get real red, their ears will get red, their eyes will become glassy. It's very sudden and very violent. And like I said, it's the vir- great viral interrupter. And I always give Belladonna for viral fevers or illness. And if Belladonna doesn't work by any chance, then there's always Stramonium, which is not one I'm talking about here today. Belladonna will almost always get you out of the woods. And so, like I said, it's probably one of the most important remedies that you can have on hand. Bryonia is another remedy that I like to have on hand because... It's the remedy for, for injuries. And I say injuries where so often you'll, you'll trip and fall, twist a leg, ankle, twist a knee, and so there'll be that swelling of the joint and aching. And they'll just say, no, I'm just going to sit here, you know, because it hurts when I walk. Whenever someone says that, think of Bryonia. Bryonia is worse for motion. And it's, you give it for that swelling of large joints, which are painful. Um, so like a lot of times people twist an ankle it's amazing the way bryonia will just simply take care of it it's also fantastic for the flu and I say the flu because if there's a headache involved and belladonna has that thumping we call it the you know little kids will often say my head is beeping or it's thumping that's a belladonna headache it's that's the swelling of the venous system of the brain and so they that's why you're getting that thumping feeling Well, with bryonia, bryonia is the number one dehydration remedy when it's due to lack of fluids. So a lot of times people work hard all day long and say, you know what? I haven't had a drink all day. And then they'll realize that the whole top of their head just aches. That's a dehydration headache. Bryonia will very quickly distribute what fluids are in the body to help address that headache and, of course, have a big drink of water along with it. But Bryonia is essential to have on hand for those types of situations. Also, if it's due to the flu, the Bryonia headache will be in the frontal part of the head, either the eye, especially the right eye, or in the forehead. And so when you think of a flu headache, if it's there in the front, think of Bryonia. It's an amazing remedy. Graphites is another one of my very favorite remedies because well, I've used it so often, and it's a really good remedy in our family. But graphite is a huge remedy for, like, scar tissue, which obviously is not an emergency-type situation, so that's not why you necessarily have it in your medicine cabinet. But it's also really good for, um, like, eruptions, herpes, things like that, where there's a honey-colored discharge. And you will be surprised that when, when someone has that type of a, a situation going on and it can be and even it can be like ears if someone has a lot of discharge like that honey-colored you know obviously eczema things like that whenever there's a honey-colored discharge i always think of graphites first and it takes care of things with like i said anything from earaches to just eczema behind the ears especially different weeping sores where there's that honey-colored discharge and that can that can be just about anything. It can be anything from a simple pimple to like I said herpes to wounds that just aren't wanting to heal like they should. I always think of graphites and it is amazing the way it just starts it just heals things up if the honey color discharge is present. So I always throw that in my important kit because it it just fits the bill when needed. Hypericum I can't really talk about Hypericum without talking about letum at the same time. These are both very important remedies to have on hand. Hypericum is basically the number one remedy for nerve pain, for like sharp shooting pains and nerve damage. It is the cure, according to Compton Burnett, it is the cure for tetanus. But when we give Hypericum we almost always give letum if there's been a puncture wound because the puncture wound is addressed by letum. A lot of people think that Leadum is the cure for tetanus. It just complements Hypericum so perfectly that they work together perfectly to get rid of that, that disease, that virus of tetanus. So I never give one without the other when it comes to puncture wounds. And I have used—I remember the the story of this young lady who was having so much pain after her baby was born, and I was trying to help her, and I was giving her Arnica like, and all these different things, and I finally went to see her. And I said, "Okay, so where does your back hurt?" And I'm thinking, you know, like a displacement, hip displacement, things like this, for after the birth of the child. Well, here she points to a spot on her spine, right near her bra strap, and I'm like, "Um, I forgot completely." She said she had an epidural. All right, I called my homeopath, that I, and he said, "Oh, give Ledum and Hypericum." So I did so, and. Literally instantly she started feeling better. Here this poor woman had been suffering for two weeks excruciating pain from this injury site of the epidural. Leadum and hypericum took care of it. Literally instantly. So you just have to we have to think of the things like this, you know, and it's so hard when you're really close to a situation, it's hard sometimes to see it. Because we just don't see the obvious when it's right in front of us. I also throw Ipecac in my favorite 15 because Ipecac is an amazing remedy. It's for dry heaves, basically. Um, or if someone's vomiting, especially like pregnant women, things like that, and they're vomiting and they don't feel better. You know, most of the time when we're sick, we vomit, we feel better for a bit. With Ipecac, you don't necessarily feel better. But it's also a great remedy for hemorrhaging, for any sort of bleeding. It's a, it's fantastic remedy for hemorrhage. But for the most part, I use it for, like, say, that nausea, with or without flu. But the key here is it's not relieved by vomiting. Next Vomica, oh boy, next Vomic is the too much remedy. And what are you going to use in the, you know, what do you go to the medicine cabinet? This is the one you can literally empty your medicine cabinet with for. Because you might have Pepto-Bismol, you might have Alka-Seltzer, you might have... Um, what are some other things I don't even know what they use for you know Zantac or all these different things they have in their medicine cabinet nowadays to get rid of digestion problems and I will tell you and I always tell people this that if you have acid reflux and digestive problems you know you're probably looking at the fact that there's you know there's some deeper issues going on and if you suppress those you're gonna end up with all sorts of problems in the end Nux Vomica is a fantastic remedy to help your body recognize the problem bring balance and help you move on without taking any sort of drugs. I do love this remedy because most of the time people who need this remedy are overstimulated people or people who just feel that they can't cram into their day everything that they feel needs to be done. I like to compliment Nux Vom- the need for Nux vomica very often with frankincense resin. I sell that in my store. You can get it in a lot of different places but it's just the tears of frankincense and th- I, used, I replaced Tums with frankincense resin even before I knew about Nuxvamica back when it, my later last pregnancies because I lived on Tums during my pregnancies. Yes, I know, folks, but I didn't know. A lot of people don't know about the dangers of Tums. Anyway... I would take three or four little frankincense resins. I I would chew them sometimes because they're not bad. They, to chew on them, they, they'll become soft in your mouth and then you chew them like gum. But if I needed instant relief, I would actually just swallow them like little pills. I'd pick out three or four small ones that were real smooth and then I would swallow them with water. And my heartburn would go very, very, very quickly. And then again, I would take the Nux Vomica later when I found out about Nux Vomica and that helped as well. Nux Vomica, like I said, it is the too much remedy. And that's too much drink, too much food, too much work, just too much anything. It's a remedy that, like I said, we really cannot live without. Once we know about it, we can't live without it. Pulsatilla is an amazing little remedy. It's I call it the whiny and clingy remedy because small children and very often sensitive, sweet adults can take Pulsatilla with great effect. It's the number one remedy for earaches. A lot of eye disorders, styes and things like that, for teething babies. It's, and these I say these teething babies because a lot of babies have trouble teething. But these are the babies who have trouble teething and they, they just want to be carried. They just want mommy to hold them and they're cuddly and just whiny. You go to lay them down and they're not going to get angry, they're just going to whine. So they want you to pick them up again. It's a key temperament for the pulsatilla need. Like I said, it does really help a lot with earaches, eye problems, teething, stuff like that. Uh, the other remedy that I, I don't call one of my top 15, but it is also essential and I'm just going to mention it right now, is chamomile. Because chamomile is the opposite of the pulsatilla baby. Chamomile is the the baby that screams. They want you to hold them and carry them around. They de- they're very demanding. And then when you finally give in and try to give them what they want, they're just going to throw it back at you anyway. They can have stomach anything from stomach problems to teething, earaches, anything like that. The same types of problems that a Pulsatilla baby has, but the personality is opposite. So, like I said, and I don't see quite as many of those, and I, I guess that's why I didn't put it in my original 15 important 15 years ago. But today, I think people are kind of changing. And there's probably more chamomile people floating around the world than there used to be. No, I don't know if that would be the case. But my children were all Pulsatella babies. Very sweet, whiny, clingy. And so that's why I I gravitated towards that in my kit. Roostox. Roostox is very, very important to remedy for everyone. It's a great flu remedy as well. Um, Especially in situations where the flu symptoms just don't seem to want to go away. But it's actually roostox is poison ivy. So any type of skin issues where actual poison ivy, you can give roostox in a real low potency like cures like. It's amazing to get rid of poison ivy very, very quickly. But like I said, I like to give that in a low potency, a 30x or lower for actual poison ivy. And potency is a little bit higher. It's fantastic for tendons. Like rutagrav, I'm going to talk about that one next. But rutagrav is a strong, what we call the strong arnica. And Rudagrav is the number one tendon remedy, but Roostox is for strained muscles and tendons as well. And it's part of the famous five that I talk about quite often. But Roostox, unlike Bryonia, which is worse for motion, Roostox is better for motion. So if you have someone who gets up in the morning, ah, 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 and within a few minutes they get limbered up, that's a really good Roostox situation. And because it just takes those muscles a minute to to become limber. It's... What I give for chicken pox when someone has, like they break out with the chicken pox pustules, Roostax really, really helps to get rid of that intense itching that causes them to scratch their skin right off. Like I said, it's really, really good for colds and flu as well because I've seen a lot of people literally get over the flu and yet they just can't seem to get quite up and over that hump. And the, the symptoms want to linger. And there's extreme restlessness. They want to rest, but they can't. And that is it's a really good indication for just going ahead and giving that Roostox remedy. Like I said, I, I give Roostox for injuries along with Rudigrav, Brionia, Arnica, and Hypericum. Those five remedies are so good and so efficient at healing strains, breaks, or bruises that it's like I said, I kind of coined it the famous five because they that's what I used when I was looking at knee surgery and becoming a cripple for the rest of my life after having broke my leg. You know, because I've, I've told you that. They told me I would have arthritis within months. And I would never get full range of motion back in my ankle because the the tissue damage was so extensive. Wow. With the use of oils and homeopathic remedies, I have full use of motion back. And I never did get arthritis. So homeopathy works. It's just, it, I don't even know where I would be today without homeopathy. I honestly don't. I am so thankful for it. And the rutograph, like I said, is the strong arnica. It's actually really good for any any sort of tendons or muscles. The eye, Even eye strain. You know, the, the, even the, the delicate tendons within the eye. Especially like how the muscles and tendons tire from looking at computer screens, things like that. Rutograph is fantastic for that situation. Any sort of bruising and the joints and tendons. Think of rutograph. Always give arnica first. But think of Rudigrab when there's overexertion of any type of injury. Uh, it's the basically the remedy for carpal tunnel as well. And you know what happens? Okay, I had, I know a young man, I guess he's not quite so young anymore, but anyway, a few years ago he announced that he was going to have surgery at carpal tunnel. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You need to try Rudigrab first. To take Arnica and then take the Rudigrab. That's, you know, it's the cure. Oh, no, that's okay. It's all paid for. My insurance is going to take care of it. Well, a few years later, I'm going to have shoulder surgery. I says, same arm. He's yeah. I says, so you're, not, you're not fixing anything by suppressing it with surgery. And now he's looking at it. I says, you know what? It's going to keep creeping right up. <laughs> I'm picking on him. But the point is, you can't suppress a situation. like that. You get something going on. You need to get to the, the core of the problem. Sure, surgery might be a quick fix, but it's not going to fix why you're having the problem in the first place. And it's just going to come back probably worse than ever. So, you know, and I and it's a lot of people to say, oh, I don't have time for that kind of recoup. I don't have time to wait for this to heal. But you know what I say? You don't have time not to heal correctly the first way, the first place. Because if we have a problem, whether it's a genetic predisposition or whether it's something, some trauma that we had to endure in our body, we're just not handling it well, or whether we've had an illness that we just haven't been able to get over properly, it doesn't matter what the actual cause is if you try to suppress the symptoms of that original trigger you will suffer lifelong disease because you're just gonna keep suppressing 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 until you know you can't suppress anymore I personally want to die a ripe old age naturally you know I just I want my organs to give out naturally I don't want them to be subject to some sort of suppression that i caused myself. I I want to go according to God's will. And and i don't want to, you know, skip over things that you know it's going to help me see myself because when i see that i have knee problems or i see that my back aches or i see that i'm in a collapsed state because i'm overextended, i see myself in my own personal weaknesses here. And i'm like, "Okay, Lord, i need to work on this." You need to help me. I sure I take homeopathic remedies to help bring balance more quickly, but I can see myself in my own natu- my own weaknesses, things I bring on myself, and that's what I love about you know reflexology and our bodies, because our whole body is a map, a map to what's going on within our minds, that reflects upon the body, even simple little colds and flu. You know, yes, you have genetic predisposition, but it never needs to manifest itself. We can work, stay in tune. Yeah, it, t- it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of diligence, I admit. You know, it's just not an easy, quick fix. And it can be kind of scary sometimes to not put the responsibility for our families in the laps of someone else. It's kind of scary sometimes. But once you get the hang of it, and once you realize that this is your God-ordained duty, you would be surprised how good it makes you feel to find to feel like you're succeeding. So anyway, one more remedy I wanna talk about is silica. You really can't, it's silica or silicea, doesn't matter how it's spelt, um, but silica is a natural cell salt. It's a natural cell salt, it's a natural remedy that in our bodies helps to push out foreign objects. Like for instance, you get a sliver, what's gonna happen over the course of the next 12 hours? your body is going to rally silica to the site and it's going to encase that sliver so that it will just pop out quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. That's the silica element and silica is found in bulks um, like snake grass, some of the foods we eat, the shaft that makes wheat grow, grasses. It's the element that gives strength to any structure. So when we take the silica in a homeopathic form it helps to rally that silica element in our bodies so that I don't care if you have a cough, cold, if there's toxins that are there that are not supposed to be, anything in your body that's not supposed to be, the silica will help the body to rally the system to get it out again. So whenever I give infection remedies or if someone has an injury, I always give silica to strengthen and to eliminate things that aren't supposed to be there. So that's basically the fifteen remedies that I would suggest everyone have in their medicine cabinet. And the one other thing that I would suggest as well, besides bandages, aCE bandages for wrapping joints and things that are in need, is also lavender, essential oil lavender. Lavender kills bacteria, it will numb the injury site, and so it's so it is perfect for anesthesia and anesthetic properties. Kent a famous homeopath, James Tyler Kent, said that lavender never suppresses and he used it for everything, even surgeries. So, I would always have lavender on hand. You can apply it directly to the skin. Um, You can put it on a cotton ball and place it in the ear in case there's like earaches. It's really good because like I said it has numbing properties and the fumes will help to numb the earache and also help to kill any bacteria that might be there that isn't supposed to. I When I'm using essential oils, I always give the homeopathic remedy first, then I use the essential oils. If I want to use both together, I always like to put one or two pellets in a bottle of water of the homeopathic remedy that I'm using, but never open them in the presence of strong odor. So don't have the essential oil open while you're opening the homeopathic remedies. But open the homeopathic remedies in a different room, put one or two pellets in the bottle of water, succuss or shake vigorously that bottle of water, and then give that to your patient. And then you can go ahead and use the essential oil as well at the same time simultaneously because when that homeopathic remedy is in the bottle of water, you're not going to likely cancel it. So those are just a few of the things you have to remember. And a lot of people say, oh, I don't know if I canceled my remedies. Well, if if you keep them in a dry place. I don't put them in the refrigerator because I don't want them to sweat, but I just keep them in the closet. Like I said, I just, if I'm not sure there's strong odors in the room or not, I leave the room, I come back in, and if I can't smell anything, I say it's fine. If I can smell something, I'll just go outside or in the next room to open the remedies, put them in the water, and then carry them back in the room. If you ever question the fact that you did or didn't cancel remedies, you know, ask your homeopath. they'll, They'll give you some pretty good advice. So I don't know, you know, it's, it is a scary thing to take and dump out your medicine cabinet, but at the same time, it's liberating. And I just had a dad not too long ago, and he's like, you know, I got through my son's first fever, and his son has a disease that is actually life-threatening. But he's bound and determined to go as natural as he can, unless there's an absolute extreme emergency. And so I would told him how proud I was of him, and he says, do you know how exciting it was to get through one of his fevers, without rushing to the emergency room. He says, I literally cried, I was so excited. And like I said, it empowered this this father to treat and to take care of his own child. He's prepared to go to the hospital if need be. He knows what to look for because he's been dealing with this for some time. But the point is, is the longer you can stay away from pharmaceuticals, the stronger the person will be in the sense that it gives their body time to build up their immune system naturally, to build up strength and endurance. And if once you can take that fear factor out of illness, it's amazing what can happen down the road because most of what we run to the doctor for is fear. We're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid to let this fever run its course. We're afraid in case the nose doesn't quit bleeding. You know, it's, just, it's a scary thing. But once you get through it, you're stronger for it every single time. So, with that, I've talked long enough here, but I think you're all going to be able to start replacing your medicine cabinet. Okay? All right. I wish you all the luck in the world. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.